0: Hello, everyone. Before I start this podcast, I want to apologize for the clip that was accidentally removed or just plain didn't hear it in the last episode labeled the media, too. It was a clip from George Carlin's stand up. If you would like to check out this clip, it is linked to our website. Moving on into the next two or three episodes, This series is going to be called The Dark Veil. Again, this is information. Figure all of this out for yourself, but we're going to give you this information. The information is not subtle. The information is chilling, to say the least. If you're not the type of person that can handle hearing these things, then you are welcome to turn the podcast off right now. But I will tell you, This is information I think everybody should have. Whether you find it to be true or you find it to be very, very skeptical, there are some things in here that are undeniable. And I'll let you figure that out. This is your disclaimer. Please listen with caution. Welcome to the Machine, everybody. I am your host Mario Parrish with my co-host Lee Wilson. Journey with us into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. All right, everybody. If you're uh, still listening, you decided to take the red pill. Uh, pill. Um, for this episode, which we're calling the Dark right? Veil. Dark Correct. Veil. Okay, Dark Veil. That's what we decided on. I'm trying to remember. What we're about to get into we want to make sure everybody understands that none of this is something we're claiming to be fact. Um we can't promote this podcast on Facebook anymore because they're saying what we're trying to promote is something that's not fact. Well, again, we're not claiming it's fact, we're saying it's information. That's one of the things um you know, we're unbiased. We don't have uh, we don't have an agenda. There's there's no reason we're pushing anybody to think certain ways, but all we're doing is we're giving you information that we've come across that we think um, has some truth to it. Undeniable, you know. When we're looking at these things and you and I are talking to each other, we feel that there's too much to be coincidence here.
1: Well, yeah. There's a lot of corroborating. Information from different sources. You get something from Facebook, and then the same information pops up somewhere else. It pops up on YouTube, or it pops up on somebody's feed, or, or someone shows a video of, hey, pay attention, Hollywood is about to get, you know, torn down from the inside out. And what we have to be careful of is we want to make sure that we are not making... Uh, accusations we're not condemning anybody Uh, it's it's unfair to yeah we want to make sure that everybody is proven innocent until guilty so some of the people that we bring up is just information that we came across Uh, some of this information is so disturbing when we come across it i sometimes talk to you mario and say man did you hear about this did you hear about that And it's so bad, some of the stuff we're going to get into, it's hard for the mind to accept it.
0: Right. It's easier to say there's nothing there
1: because it's such a horrific thing. Well, you want to say that there's nothing there. Well, sure. It's easier to turn a blind eye. Absolutely. And, And that's one of the things we want to stop trying to do as a public. Because as long as these people can operate in the shadows that's how they retain their power yeah you know if you turn a blind eye you know shame on you
0: right it's
1: kind of like the, the beaten woman syndrome you know if you're a neighbor you have a next door neighbor it's easier just to agree that they're fighting Right, and to what you were saying is, you know, if you
0: turn the blind eye, and I've said this many times, you know, if you see something, say something. We've all heard that before, right? Uh, People get scared. People get worried. You know, they worry about their safety as well. However, the way I see it is, and this is my opinion, if you were there, you didn't do anything,
1: you didn't try to do anything, you're just as guilty. Yeah, Uh, yeah absolutely you know uh again referencing the better woman syndrome it, people end up not calling in domestic violence because they just don't want to get involved and that that's analogous to what we're talking about here as long as we allow these atrocities to happen to the innocent they're going to continue to happen it's right. easier just to not pay attention to that and and that's that's what we try, want to try to illuminate. We want to try to figure out if this knowledge that we're coming across is is true or not, you know, in, in a debate form, in a, de- in a debate format between you and I and, and with the listeners. Yeah, it's it's very much therapeutic to go ahead and talk about this, and by bringing this information to light, if it is true, and other people come to the same conclusions that you and I have come to if we can talk about it and say hey did you hear this did you hear that what do we do about this just through the act of talking about it and bring it to light that knowledge becomes apparent it, it becomes visible and it's no longer in the shadows and, and a lot of times whenever I listen to podcasts like this because I listen to quite a few podcasts A lot of the information is so overwhelming. You get inundated with information and you don't know how to process that information. But the reason why it's important is because if we don't talk about it, you know, if if we don't try to figure out the information for ourselves rather than just allow the information to be disseminated to us, like we were talking about in the media podcast, if you just allow yourself to be told what to believe without any pushback, well, then they're going to continue, whoever, you know, that arbitrary they are, right? you know, they're going to continue to try to push the envelope. And it's not going to be until we shine a light on the darkness that the night's going to pass.
0: Right. And I... I honestly, and I truly believe a lot of that is being done as of recently. And when I say recently, I mean within the past, what, 10 years maybe? Maybe even a little more. Um, and we're, we're going to get into that, but we've been building up what we're going to talk about for you know, six minutes here. But uh, let's get into it. Okay, let's. Let's, let's start talking about this. Um, we left off in the last uh, couple episodes about the dark hollywood and what we're going to talk about is the the sexual predators that are in hollywood not just in the movie industry but also in the music industry as well All right um and one of those you know the obvious we we've heard uh Corey Feldman come forward about uh, certain allegations and, you know, talking about how he and Corey Haim had been abused. And one of the things that I did read about was um, the allegation that they were sexually abused. Well, he claims Corey Haim was sexually abused on the set of Lucas, the movie Lucas, if you're not familiar with that, um, you know, go ahead and look it up. But he was, uh, he claims that uh, Corey Haim was sexually abused by Charlie Sheen on the set of Lucas, uh, as well as other figureheads in Hollywood. And I mean, it's not just, you know, actors. We're talking about directors, producers, uh, you know, other people
1: behind the screen there. Well, more importantly, the producers, you know, right. The people who have the power, the people who have the ability to say, we're going to hire you for this role. We're going to hire you for that role. Um, to go off of that, uh, Corey on Doctor Oz talked about being abused by a guy by the name of Alfie Hoffman. Again, we can't substantiate these, so you know we're just repeating information that we've come across.
0: Right. So and and he I, makes I,
1: I, he makes this information public, though he he made it public on on television. Yes, right. So this is we're not we're not telling you guys anything that you guys can't find out on your own. You know we're not. Disclosing any right. major secret, and we're not going to. No, no, I don't know if we have super major secrets where we were the only ones that have that information in our
0: hands. Uh, we're not that important, I guess. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Even if we were, they wouldn't be
1: dark secrets. Well, if I they had wouldn't be secrets at all, really. No, like, if I if I had information like that, I would get it out there as soon yeah, as absolutely. possible. I, at least I would hope to believe that I had the had the courage to do that. But uh, going back to. The producers. I mean, I, this guy wasn't necessarily a producer, but it seems as his father was a producer, and he had a lot of ends. He had a club called the Alfie Soda Pop Club, where a lot of children of the '80s would go to these dance parties. And through these dance parties, just like a lot of things in Hollywood, it's all about networking. And you've you've heard a lot of the accusations from uh, Weinstein and some of the women that have come out against him. Right. It's like. Well, he even he even mentioned Weinstein himself. Really? Yes. I, I wasn't aware of that connection. Yes, he did. Okay. But that, that just goes to my point. It's almost as if these predators have created a network of their own, and they have this ability to shut people out of work. Right. And they use this power to their utmost ability, and they, they're they able, since it's a small group of people, to keep it quiet. And, and the shame... That the victims experience, you know, proliferates even more people becoming victims because, especially if you're a child, there's no way of. So as far as you know, in your limited experience, this is normal.
0: To speak and say, well, there's a known abuse of substance within these actors as well, and that's true. Is it something that you know they just had? Been able to access easily because they were in Hollywood and, you know, they lost focus or whatever, so they just turned to drugs? Or is there a reason for, I mean, and we see it so often when somebody's sexually abused, they turn, you know, they look for a safe haven.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you look back, I don't exactly know where you can cut off the line of what I'm about to say, but if you sit back and you reference a lot of the child actors, There's a running joke nowadays. And the running joke is, if you're a child actor, you're going to turn out to be a a mess when you become an adult. Right. Well, there was an increase of child roles on television once sitcoms became a thing. Mm -hmm. And once sitcoms became a thing, was right around the 70s, right? When children started getting high-profile roles was in the 70s, 80s, and those were the same kids... A lot of them that became train wrecks as adults. So, like what Feldman was talking about, was he trying to illuminate the public to the fact that is there a reason why there seems to be some correlation to the child actors of the 80s and the child actors of the 70s? How they started falling apart. A, a huge population of those child actors end up having a really hard time transitioning into adulthood. Now, like you said, by them being actors, did that give them more ability to have access to, you know, narcotics and substance abuse? Possibly. But why did they feel that they needed to do those drugs? Were they trying to escape something? Was there a, a network of pedophiles that we didn't know about that was basically the crux of the problem here. Was it not the substance abuse wasn't the effect or the cause? Maybe it was the abuse that was a cause. There's there's a few things, there's a few planets lining up here that I think to this point not everybody has really taken a deeper look into. And then that question is, why are the child actors of the 80s struggling so much to become adults? Again, when you're looking back and you're talking about these two actors, these two
0: figures. They were huge in the 80s. Yeah. You know, Boys... Stand they, By they Me, yeah, Goonies. Goonies, oh, gosh, uh, License to Drive was one of my favorites, you know. They wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be, you know, the cool kids that i was seen now, you know. Who didn't? You know? All the girls liked them. You know? Yeah. if You're a teenager during
1: that time, you know, they were very, very, very popular. They weren't bad actors. No, they weren't bad actors, but it's staying employed and then them right you know maybe sidetrack a little bit why were they such good actors part of the ability to act and i'm not speaking on any authority i'm not an i'm not an actor or acting coach of any kind but part of becoming an actor is being able to distance yourself from yourself and have an imaginary world and be able to pretend to be somebody else right and it's almost as if their trauma enabled them to distance themselves from their actual from body reality. from reality right. it was a it was a way to escape another thing you could talk about there as well is like during that time you know they were the hot
0: commodity you know you know if you could get the quarries on your movie you're going to get viewers getting them practice is just like any other job any other job you know if you practice it what you do you're going to get better Right, I could go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast and be like, "Oh my gosh, I sounded, you know, even worse than I do now," or maybe not. <laughs> you know, you you be the judge of that. But uh, to me, it's the same as you know, going and you're going to work. You learn more. You you learn to do more, um, and do your job better. So they were continuously getting you know more and more work, but the older they got, the more they started to fall off.
1: They started to fall from favor because they weren't in that demographic.
0: Right. And to that point though, and I'll reference another child actor here, um, Elijah Wood. He did not fall off and he even makes a comment um, he, he made a comment which was posted online about Dark Hollywood and to his point, he was very well protected by his his mother. You know, whenever parties or anything like that going on, he wasn't allowed to go. Um, you know, as, as much as a, an adolescent teen would want to, or preteen would want to, he wasn't allowed. You know, for whatever reason, maybe his mother was, you know, she saw something else going on. But he, you can see the different type of actor he is also and he's continued to be you know in, in certain roles you know even even today right so he didn't really fall from grace like a lot of these other child actors that are coming forward with these allegations now another question is are they coming forward with
1: allegations
0: because they fell from grace
1: maybe i mean there's no way of knowing right there's really no way of knowing from the outside looking in but what does seem to be true is those who do come out with stories, it seems as though they have the same trajectory. Like you're talking about with Elijah Wood. His trajectory was a little bit different. Right. He, and, it, and it seems as though what these guys are claiming, again, all we can really go off of are their claims. And the point I think would be important to make here is the fact that We're focusing on on Corey Feldman because he's a well-known actor and he was one of the most vocal, still uh, still vocal actors of that time, of that period, and he's showed a lot of courage by coming out and, and fingerprinting some of these people. Well, he's
0: making claims now. Uh, he, most recently, just this year, he's making claims that there are threats on his life for coming out. So he just released a documentary, didn't he? He did. I, I'm not exactly okay. sure. I have not seen it. So he's making claims that there's threat there. There are threats on his life, and one of the one of the things he wanted to do was raise funds to come out, and that was one of the things they questioned. They said, "Well, are you just doing this for money? Since you're not getting work now?" He says, "No." I need it for my own protection. You have no idea the reaches of what, you know, how far this goes. Because you know, and, and we're about to get into that as well. It doesn't just
1: stay in Hollywood. No, it, it seems to follow anybody who has elite power. It seems to follow people in positions of power. Any, any you get a pyramid structure of power mm-hmm. it seems the very top of that pyramid has the ability to basically do whatever they want and once they get that stranglehold of power um, they, there's, there's a common thread it seems like they get bored with the money because it, it, it seems like there's too many people in those positions that they tend to become rotten if you look into them any further than just the surface value Right, and... Okay, and so to elaborate a little bit more on on my point, what I'm trying to say here is this. We're not trying to base our entire discussion off of one person. We're going to elaborate a little bit more. But what's important is to realize... Let's just, for instance, take Corey's statements as absolute fact. Which, at this point, we can't, to be fair. But let's just assume... It's absolute fact. Then that immediately defines it as a, not a conspiracy, but actual truth. And Corey becomes the canary in the coal mine. And to think that if it happened once, how many times did it happen? Is it still going on? And that, that's why it's important for us to have discussions like this when allegations like this come up. And I think too often the media doesn't spend enough time on it. It's on a Dr. Oz show for, for one episode, and then people move on.
0: Right. And I think one of the reasons why that is is because, you know, the Coreys or, you know, the, the lone Corey now, he was such a public figure, you know, that people do look at him and say okay what's your story but I think one of the things that get mixed up in all this is that he was an actor and he doesn't uh, they're looked at as
1: just falling out of the scene and nothing more than that. It's easier to look at them as drug addicts and and entitled rich kids that didn't work hard for their money just because they were more successful than the average man but what we don't take into consideration is If there's a little bit of truth and validity to these accusations, then why were they paid so well? Was it also hush money? Right. And on top of the you know, to add to that, as a person, as
0: you know, as as a human with morals and and a conscience, when do we not look at allegations with zero validity? You know what I mean? At some point you gotta look at it and say, Okay, well here comes this this child actor. Who is claiming he was sexually abused? Which you talk to anybody who was sexually abused, that's not
1: easy. That's not an easy thing no, for somebody not. to do. No, it's not. And that's why I said it was so courageous on his part to even come out right. and to think that he would want to subject himself if he was trying to falsify that narrative. His story is so analogous to all the others, all the other actors of the time, and. If you're looking for a reason, psychologically, if you're looking for a reason, and he comes out with this story, why all the actors, child actors, had such a hard time during that period? It makes sense that maybe there was some victimization, not just with him, but some of the other actors. If a
0: 15-year-old down the street were to go to... You know, the proper authorities today and say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm being molested or I was
1: raped or something like that. You wouldn't turn them away. No, we would take it as a serious allegation. So, right. to your point, why would we take Corey's word and, and say, Oh, no, you're lying? Exactly. Well, why? Exactly. Well, why the double standard? Exactly. And so,
0: coming out of that and, and going a little further, because. He, he even mentions you have no idea how far this goes it's it's more than what he could talk about because if what he's saying is true he's truly in fear for his life he's claiming that he's getting death threats now um his family's getting death threats that there there are certain types of power that enable
1: these things to happen because these things don't just happen no, no, I mean, if, if, again, the allegations are true, they have to happen in a vacuum, and and the question is, who's in control of that vacuum, right? There's going right. to be a small group of people, because any, any large mass group of people, information like this would get out a lot earlier. So, right. that small group of people, the question becomes, who are they? Are they producers, are they directors? Are they casting agents? Why, why do they feel that they have the right to sexually abuse these children? Do they have a sense of some higher power? Is it... It, it almost starts to lead itself into the idea of... It has tendencies of a cult. And to that point, when, he,
0: when he's speaking and he says, you have no idea how far this goes and i watched um a segment with, a segment with him on and he, he said that and he said it with such such demeanor as fear had just washed over him but he felt at the same time you could see a sense of relief you know
1: it was like he's a good th- actor he's not that good <laughs> yeah, right but
0: it was like you have no idea how far this goes you should be worried everybody should be worried finally I'm able to get this off my chest as much as possible Um, and and leading into that and leading into you know other figures outside of Hollywood because again you know we could talk about this for a
1: while um, we start to get into political figures again absolute power corrupts absolutely whether that's the figureheads in Hollywood or the figureheads in politics or, unfortunately, we've seen this in everyday life, are the figureheads in in high schools with, with principals and teachers. Um, it seems as though when you're you're given absolute power over something, it, it tends to lead in, in, in negative ways.
0: Right. And before we started this this podcast we were talking and i told you recently there was a uh, there was a documentary released on netflix it's called filthy rich it was about jeffrey epstein okay and uh you know that's another figure you know if, if you're talking you know a lot of these things like we said in the last couple episodes that there's a loose thread loose know, thread and, and we're, we're we're getting into that, so if you haven't seen his documentary, definitely watch it. There's a lot of information there. I will say one of the things that I did notice about uh the documentary they did they did mention his affiliation with how he knew important uh head figures um like Donald Trump and the Clinton Foundation
1: and you know people who were on the flight logs going to his well, Trump, private island. Trump was never
0: on the flight logs
1: as far as I...
0: From what I've seen, um, he was not on the flight logs. Other, you know, Kevin Spacey was on that flight log. Uh, like we talked about, Chris Tucker was on that flight log. Uh, there were numerous instances of uh, Bill Clinton being there. And even Hillary Clinton being on the right, flight Right, right. Um, and when we talk about a flight log, we're talking about, uh, you know his island cuz the man was a billionaire he was a billionaire and he made a lot of money by ripping people off basically so if you go back and watch that documentary you see no it. i
1: haven't seen it yet
0: so def- definitely if you haven't seen it you know if the listeners haven't seen it it's worth a watch um but i i think you can tell that you know a lot of the a lot of the uh head figures that he was you know, in contact with the CEO of uh, Victoria's Secrets and those guys, they started to catch on to what he was doing and what he was about. Um, one of the things he was about, he had uh, he had a uh, a place, a mansion in, uh, gosh, what is it? Um, Florida? It was in Florida. It was a, it was somewhere I believe it was Southern Florida, uh, a very upscale neighborhood. And he had girls come to him his uh what was her name was it his girlfriend oh,
1: Maxwell was her last name uh her first name's a little bit difficult to pronounce
0: right well it is so her name her last name was Maxwell, right right Her first name's a little difficult to pronounce. maybe it's just because we can't pronounce it, but or, um yeah. so what she would do is She would invite girls over and say, Yeah, you know, Jeffrey, he can help you through college, he can help you through school, this, that, and everything else. Come on over and, you know, we'll we'll get you through these things. And a lot of the time when this would happen, a massage table would be involved. Oh, yeah, Jeffrey likes massages. Well, obviously led from a massage into something, you know, more sinister. Right. But this this continued for oh my gosh it continued for years and it got to the point where they have evidence as, as girls as young um from 14 there's speculation if there's girls as young I, I remember at one point in the uh the documentary it was said that he had 3 12-year-old girls at his wow. at his island for his birthday and they were sold to him for the weekend
1: by their parents right and I think what's important here is I haven't seen the documentary but I, I've seen some stories on this and when we say sold to him for the weekend we're not talking about American girls and American parents doing this we're talking about right. poor countries well and the Caribbean where these parents are, have no other outlet or, or they're so poor that they don't have any way to um, make money other than to do these right. sort of sordid places, and and if you know anything about predators, that's what predators do. They they go to low income areas, and and again, I haven't seen it, but I have heard things where some of these girls, they were girls that grew up in poor neighborhoods, yes, in inner city neighborhoods or in trailer parks or trailer park homes. Right. That's that's what they do. They're they able they they're they able on the weak. they prey on the weak. They're able to find people who they don't think have the fortitude to come out and, and they pay them money. They, they give them a, a resource that they don't have any other ways to get. Right. So, in, to that point, and you're
0: right, a lot of them come from, you know, like these poverty countries and whatnot, but they in the documentary, even more, they come from um, low-income areas in Florida. They have... They have different pieces of information, emails or uh, text messages coming from young girls saying, I'm still in class. These are, you know, 8th, ninth grade girls.
1: They're young. Yeah, as we said before, uh, this kind of content isn't for everybody, and it's important, again, that we talk about these things. You come across this information, and, you know, I hear you talking here, Mario, and I find myself pausing and, and want to want to interject sometimes, but... 8th grade girls. I mean, it's... To actually think that that's happening in America, not just in a third world country. The light needs to be shined. And this Epstein angle we're we're looking at right now, to this point, it's not speculation. To this point, there's enough evidence in the public that though you're supposed to be convicted by a jury of your peers on i'm pretty sure there's there's so much information out there that when we when we speak on this we might not be speaking on it from a lot of knowledge personal knowledge or investigative knowledge but there's enough information oh yeah to say that this sex ring that he was ahead of is true i mean right so it's, it's we're not talking Right, we're not talking conspiracy here. No, the, the, this is no
0: conspiracy. And if you watch the documentary, um, one of the girls makes light—well, not light. One of the girls makes known that yes, he may have been orchestrating a lot of of, of, of his victims. Now, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say his victims because we're going to be talking about other people who were just as guilty and maybe even far worse. Um, But these these girls will come to this island. We have evidence of different celebrities on this island, different uh, government figures on this island. There have been many different... um, many different claims of sexual abuse.
1: Right. You know. And and that's why I think it's important that we make the distinction when we're talking about Epstein. I, I think we're past speculation. And the reason why Absolutely. that's important is because his ability to blow the whistle on all these celebrities and politicians was the major reason Yes. That he was, in my opinion, eliminated, because it goes back to the dark side of Hollywood. Well, if he was involved and had connections and was networked with, not just politicians but these Hollywood figures, to go back to where we started with the Feldman story, there's there's that second corroborating evidence. Yeah, here we go. That we're reach. talking about. Okay, Mario, I see this information. It's presented to me then this Epstein information is presented to me and then the other things start popping up and it's like, okay, I can't just sit back and say it's not true Right. so it's important to understand that the Epstein story may turn into one of the biggest stories of yours and my lifetime
0: well, so far
1: so far, exactly, Um, so far but, and
0: again, in this documentary I did watch it. it he was convicted
1: at one point. And I'm talking before. I believe it was in Florida, was he not? And he was he, house yes. arrest and he d- was a, well, he was convicted and he was convicted in Florida
0: and was somehow, he convicted or taken plea? Well, he took a plea deal. Okay, he so got, he wasn't
1: convicted, he took a plea.
0: He got in contacts with uh, government officials who pushed their weight around as well.
1: Huh, interesting. Like I yes. said, I got to check this thing out.
0: Yes. Um and what had happened was is before this thing went to trial or anything, here we have his victims that are waiting for their day. They don't get their day. He takes a plea deal. It was like a, what do I say, like a 18 months or whatever, and so much of that was suspended, and he was there for maybe I don't know, twelve, thirteen years twelve, thirteen months. I I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. But it isn't a documentary. And you know, you can imagine a billionaire in prison, it's not prison. No, he's no. they said he had Monday through Saturday, he was able to leave
1: the premise on a work permit for 12 hours. And he went to an office park, did he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I know some of the details, but not all of them. Yeah, and so whenever he was allowed out, he was supposed to be on
0: house arrest. And he was never on house arrest. But every time the local authorities tried to do something about it, they were stopped in their tracks. They weren't allowed to. Every time they would try to use their extension of their abilities, it was stopped. So they were thwarted at every They turn. were thwarted, absolutely. Wow absolutely thwarted. so and then in you know it continues and then that's when you start talking about you know the island the pedophile island or the saint james island as, as he liked to call it right um where a lot of these gross acts happen
1: you know it, it was even called orgy island at one point um now i don't know how far the documentary goes into it but was the island not sold to him by a high profile South American that was a known pedophile see I don't I
0: didn't hear anything on that okay that's that's news to me so that's definitely something I you know I'm interested in now but um you know going forward into you know toward the end of this um this documentary and again it's it's called filthy rich it's I'm not giving too much away because if you don't know this stuff you probably should anyway it's been. You know, all through, you know, the news I'm sure it's been on Dateline, 60 yeah. Minutes, all yeah. over the place. So, you know, finally his day comes, right? These guys in Florida, these low, you know, these low level authorities, they've had enough. They're tired of being. And by the way, the case was even handed over to the FBI, where it was thwarted again by certain and you know, intern people in the FBI. Not saying that everybody in the FBI is bad. No, again. Again.
1: That 1% or the 1%. 1% of the 1%. People, so, who, people who have a vested interest in keeping certain aspects of the truth from coming out.
0: Right. So when you watch this documentary, it does not hold the FBI in a very good light at this point. But I think we need to make that clear that it's not everyone in the FBI. No. Um, so what ends up happening is... You, they get more information, more and more information, and they realize that girls are recruiting girls now, like like we were talking about, and he goes to trial. Well, he tries to be let out on bail, which almost happened until the prosecutor says, you know, he's a, a huge flight risk. Listen, this man's got billions of dollars. If you let him go now, you're not going to see him again. Hmm. They kept him there, and it wasn't long after that he died. Now, here's something interesting that I didn't know that they had in a documentary. Um, when he died in this uh this prison, right they're saying all uh, the you know, when he died, nobody
1: was around, and the cameras went offline. Well, he had tried to commit suicide earlier during his stay, I believe. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he was supposed to be under 24 hour surveillance. Right.
0: So, in <clears throat> the claim in this documentary, the guards, they fall, you know, they're all, they fall asleep or they're not around or whatever, and the cameras go out. Well, nothing catches this guy killing himself. Going further, his brother, Mark Epstein, has an autopsy done, his own, because he didn't like you know, wh- what was being told to him. Oh, he hung himself. Right. He says no. He didn't hang himself. So he hired an outside uh, private investigator? Well, it was like a private investigator okay. and outside uh, somebody to do the autopsy. And what happens is this guy comes forward, this guy does the autopsy, and he says 100% there is no way the way this man did die and he explains it in a documentary he says, there's no way he hung himself
1: there's this no was way not, of non-asphyxiation
0: right this was not a suicide so hmm. going moving forward into that it, it, like you were saying there are there are powerful figures at play that were on the island that had engaged in these things that we know were at least there while right.
1: these things were happening. Right? Right. So at this point, we have established a thread that at the very least, this Epstein guy was a shady character. Right. For, well, you know, he was a To pedophile. say the least, he was a, he was pedophile. a pedophile. Okay. Now, you If know... that's the case, then who are these other authority figures that he's in contact with? Well, again, we know that the Clintons have been, you know, on the island... We
0: have track record of that. We have track record of certain celebrities. We have track record record of Harvey Weinstein being on the island.
1: Was Prince well. Andrew also on there? Prince Andrew,
0: yes. Of the he, royal family? He was on the island. There's a girl on the documentary who directly makes claim of Prince Andrew. Um, as to which, you know, they, they ask him about it later on, and you know he says i was never on island well a picture had surfaced with him and his arm around this girl on the island and the woman says well how do you explain this picture that surfaced?" he says well i can't and that Uh, was just it like that was just it it was like oh okay well you know what you got me i can't now what
1: Seems like Rowan Mario. If you if you didn't piss off Facebook before, we just pissed off the royal family. So well, I really don't care who I piss <laughs> off. So
0: <laughs> I'm good at pissing people off. It's 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 a forte of mine. I, it's a talent. It's 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 a talent I hold with with much pride because if I feel that something is non just, sure I'll speak on it. I don't care, and I don't care who I piss off. That's just who I am. Um. But, going further, you know and we talk about you know the these different figures being on there the Clintons being one of them, we also have breadcrumbs with the uh the whole Haiti thing, the earthquake remember when the when Clinton the foundation the Clinton Foundation was supposed to help these people in need i mean they got donations from American people um your pockets, my pockets, you know. If you can donate, please donate. Red Cross, Blue Cross, whatever. You know, I remember watching a uh, a special on TV for it when you were supposed to help donate, and it was the Clinton Foundation that was pulling these funds together. They were going down, and they were uh, they were supposed to help. You know, these these families that were just left in shambles from this earthquake, but
1: that wasn't just the case. We're real quick sidebar talking about charitable organizations. This could be a podcast unto itself, but for everybody out there that is listening for the few that are, if you do donate to charitable donations and charitable foundations, please vet them because the Clinton foundation is, is not the only foundation that misappropriate funds. Um, no,
0: They're not. Um, They had certain people on their staff. I believe there was a woman. I'm trying to remember what her name was, but there was a woman who was uh, directly in works with the Clinton Foundation during the Haiti Relief Project, and she was busted trafficking children out of Haiti. Um, And the claim was she was doing it because they had been adopted. Well, they found out that that wasn't the case.
1: They found out that she was trafficking these children out of Haiti. So I, I, I'm unaware of this angle. So what you're telling me is somebody in the Clinton Foundation, yes, was caught red-handed, yes, pulling children out of Haiti, yes, claiming that they were adopted, yes, but she was found to be using these children for as hu- human human trafficking, yes.
0: Okay, so this woman's name, um, Laura Silsby is her name. Laura Gaylor Silsby. And she was found during this time. She was part of a refuge. It was the uh, um, American Baptist Missionaries Refuge, uh, New Life Children's Refuge, I believe it was the case was called. And she was busted. She was caught trying to smuggle... 33 children she claimed were up for adoption. She made it seem like she was taking them to uh you know a safe place which was just the opposite. She just stole them. But she was caught taking
1: these children and they were returned to her. Um so this Laura Sillsby character I- I've heard some grumblings about her connection now, she was, from what I understand, a really close friend of the Clintons, correct? Right. Okay. And what's also interesting about her is, didn't she get fired? Once she, she, she came back stateside, she got in charge of a company called Alert Sense. She was a VP of marketing. Well, I know, I, I don't know if it was before or after, but I know she has, uh, you know, she
0: was the vice president of marketing for a company called AlertSense. Now, Alert Sense. They have direct action with Amber Alert,
1: and that that's a pretty disturbing fact. It's, it's not, so Alert Sense is a company that works hand in hand with Amber Alert. Hand in hand. Wow. So she's a convicted person in another country, found guilty in another country of human trafficking, yet when she comes back stateside. She has close ties and works closely with the Amber Alert system. Right. And on top
0: of that, she, the Clinton Foundation, when she's busted, the Clinton Foundation pays for an attorney for her. Uh, Now, this attorney, Jorge Puglia, um, who was later convicted of being involved with a child's sex ring himself.
1: So, wait, so you're telling me the Clintons hired a known pedophile? Yes. To represent a suspected pedophile? Yes. And and people, I hope you understand what's going on here. It, this is why I say sometimes it's not just breadcrumbs. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is some new information coming to me. I, I knew... Loosely some of this information But So this came from the Epstein Some of this came from the Epstein Well, Jorge was known to be
0: uh, In direct action And you know, acting with uh, Jeffrey
1: Epstein as well as. as uh, so all these people are in the same circle Oh yeah the, yes. This This is why this subject matter is so disturbing This is why When attacking These subjects and learning about this information firsthand, it's upsetting. It's like, okay, well, I don't want to believe that. that. That's not true. I don't want to believe this. That's not true. But all this information corroborates itself. So anytime you start looking into this, this it's really like looking into the rabbit hole. It's, it's hard to bring your thoughts together and, and sort of come to grips with with right, right the reality of what's going on
0: here right and, and again you know it's it's like you said the breadcrumbs we're leaving the breadcrumbs this these are all things you can research yourself actually these are all things we want you to research yourself because this isn't something we're not the news media we don't want to tell you what to think we want to tell you this is what we're seeing check it out for yourself um and, and what had happened uh, going back to Haiti after, you know, this scandal with Laura happened, uh, another company comes in by the name of Oxfam. And this company, you know, they make clothes. They're supposed to be, you know, providing the people. Now, Oxfam, got- wait a minute.
1: I don't, want, I don't mean to cut you off, but real quick, Oxfam, I'm familiar partially with that. That's something that came out with the Wikilinks. Right. Information. And, right. And, and the emails that Clinton tried to get rid of prior to the election. Right. See, and that's another. All right, thing. Mario. You. This is. And this is getting thing. to be too much for me, man. <laughs>
0: this is crazy. So, so, when we hear about, we hear about the emails. When everybody hears about the Clinton emails. Now, make no mistake about this. If this type of uh, evidence was put toward anyone else who doesn't have this type of power, they're going to prison. Um, and this is what a
1: lot of what Trump was referencing. Right. If, if I was in charge, you'd be in jail. You'd be in prison. And during the debates that they had during that election oh, year, made
0: it very, very clear. Um. And one of the things while I was watching the election at that time, and I didn't know
1: well, who did you know? Who knew about all these things right away? Well, the people in the know. People in the, the know. People, the elite. Right. You know, and, and you know Trump's part of that ring as, as of elite. You know, he yeah. had enough information and enough connections yeah. to, to know what was going on. Yeah. And I think he still does.
0: I think he still knows more, For you know, obviously. You know, he has more
1: information. Hmm. Um, you know, but there are certain ways you've got to go about these things. Well, exactly. This goes back to releasing too much information and, and just right. the, the public being so over-inundated with information and not even being able to absorb it and 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 pick it apart and kind of understand what they're seeing or understand what they're hearing almost like being hidden in plain sight right so these emails
0: you know were catching there were leaked to WikiLeaks between staff members of Oxfam and uh the, the good Clinton, people the Clinton Foundation
1: the good people because like I said there's always good people in these organizations well and do you think the entire Organization was a. I don't know if the emails House of
0: Cards. I don't know if the emails were damning emails or if they were business emails, but either way, there's a correlation. Hmm. Um, going going forward, there are claims that Oxfam staff uh, were paying Haiti survivors, most of them children, for for sex. There were there's there's claims by the Haiti people that there were orgies from these people. These staff members from Oxfam, Um, and and when you think about all the funds and everything that went to, these are very very poor people. Haiti's a very very poor place. So, what type of, you know, power hold do they have? What what, what strings can they pull? By the end of all of this, um, what I'm reading it says Red Cross raised half a billion dollars for the Haiti relief fund. And the only thing that came out of it was a few homes were built. Where is this money going? It was like... there's better be some really nice homes. Yeah, well, I mean... Gosh, and not only that... What did we do? If you were to go to Haiti right now with the money that was raised, you would think there would be a, even a small
1: part of Haiti where you'd you could be say, able to reconstruct a lot of right. the city. I mean, a, a half a billion dollars there, you would be able to say, okay...
0: You know, the rest of it is still on the rebuilding stage, but we're working on it. Nobody from Haiti is claiming any good was done, whatsoever, by any of these organizations. It's and horrific. Again,
1: again, this is why we're talking about this. Why this information is important. Again, I, I want to try to bring this down to the most common denominator when we're talking about this information. Why is it important for us? It's important because that money was donated by everyday people to the Clinton organization. And that money was appropriated for sex acts. That's why it's important.
0: With children. With Uh, children. Not saying it was just children. I'm sure there were women involved and whatnot, but but children. I mean, when I think about that, and I think, Mm -hmm. to me, I'm a 38-year-old man, right? To me... 24 25 year old girls is still young to me to me right I mean, when you when you go beyond that and you say okay well an 18 year old girls of of legal, legal age that's true you know my moral standpoint is a little bit different than what the law says or right. allows i think okay. we're
1: past the moral code here though right. i think we're we're just looking at people who are mentally sick but when they
0: make the claims of children we're talking about children we're not talking about those 18 19 or 20 we're talking about prepubescent prepubescent
1: children okay that's <clears throat> this subject is upsetting uh, i don't it's upsetting because it's it's hard to believe that that kind of evil exists, but not only does it exist, but it seems to exist in the in the open, yes. and it, we just have to open our eyes to this. And this isn't information that we bring to you lightly. A lot of some of this information I'm, I'm learning for the first time here with you. There's a lot of th- <laughs> there's a lot of threads. Yes. I mean, you got the Epstein, you got you know Epstein being involved with people in Hollywood. You got you know. Uh, Epstein involved with the lawyer, and then the lawyers involved with the, uh, with the Clinton. With the Clinton Foundation, you have to take a stand and say, okay, we're no longer gonna elect these people, who have these shady backgrounds. We we right. just can't do it. We are no longer gonna, right? You know, we're not gonna. We we can't. We just can't continue to support these people who keep coming up in in the current news and it seems like the news is finally starting to catch up to some of these people and I think that's why Epstein again was probably quieted you know they there were too many powerful people that had too much on the line for him to be able to go to court and if you're Epstein and you're to the point now where okay you're in prison like he they, they eventually got him in prison in New York State right and that's where he was apparently committed suicide he had to have come to the knowledge that he was going to be in prison for the rest of his life with all, oh, sure. with all these accusations, and he, you had to believe whether he was going to cry wolf on everybody or not. The powerful couldn't chance him coming out with a tell-all book, or you know, right. So, <laughs> so given given his track record, as
0: far as you saying you know he he could cry wolf, that was what he did also he did whatever he needed to do to save his own ass is what he did as any pedophile would so when he got busted to your point you know there are head figures that are just very very powerful that the information that he had was so damning it could never they would not Never allow it to escape and I've said it to many people and I've talked to a lot of people about this and you know um, I've looked into different things and seen different reports and mm-hmm. the Epstein thing is the tip of the iceberg I don't think people realize that I think when people see this on TV they go oh
1: they got the guy. This is an isolated incident. Yeah it's but and not. that's why we're trying to give you guys these crumbs. Hey, listen. It doesn't end with one, yeah. one actor, one person. It doesn't end with Corey I mean, it doesn't end with Epstein. It doesn't end with these wiki links. It doesn't. And uh, referencing the wiki links, I mean, they had other, other people referenced in wiki links, um, along the lines of John Podesta and Anthony Weiner. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. that could take us into a, a whole nother fork in this conversation, which we're going to. I mean.
0: We we still got a little bit of time here, but you know, going into the next episode, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to start talking about uh, the Podesta files. You know, the guy's still a free man. Okay, as far as I know, he hasn't been tried. The reason why that is, is because within those emails, there are codes. You can't prove what these codes are. Um there are allegations there are speculations surrounding it sure but that's all it is and again when you're talking about you know a voice against a very big power figure like podesta who we know was uh you know he worked directly with the uh the obama administration and is a good well friend. he was in their cabinet was right, he not he was yeah. in their cabinet he, he he was a good friend to the Clinton foundation as well so there there are there are many different there are many different ties to that and and that's you know we're going to need more time to get into that which we will do in the second part of this episode um but going going forward with everything we just talked about i don't i don't want people to think you know well you know that's unfortunate that it happened to, you know, the children of Haiti and, you know, some of these children of poverty countries, you know, but, you know, that's not necessarily happening here. You're wrong. You're wrong because it is happening here. Sex trafficking is happening here. And if you don't think a lot of these sons, daughters, you know, younger children or teenagers, if you don't think they're finding their way um, into the the flow of these higher end sex trafficking uh,
1: rings, like we're talking about, you're sadly mistaken. There's a, there's a lot of evidence out there that has been coming here. I'll tell you what: the last two or three years, there's a lot of breadcrumbs, and some of those breadcrumbs we're going to elaborate on again in, in another in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. To to <laughs> that point, also that, live... that's even more disturbing than. Just a pedophile ring. Oh, yeah. In, in, we're leading you there. We're
0: leading you there. We're listeners. We're leading you there. So definitely, if you're listening to this podcast, don't go away. It's, it's going to go deeper. And
1: if you think this is disgusting, sex rings is the least of some of the information that's out there and that we've come across. It, it's if if you think this is the peak of the victimization right there's 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 other stories out there that we want to share um yes there's a lot more a lot
0: more information that people need to be aware of um we're in ohio i'm not going to say exactly where we're at but we're in ohio Ohio is one of the leading states for sex trafficking, if not the leading state. I believe I read a statistic where Ohio was the, the leading state
1: for sex trafficking. That's interesting. I would think it was more of a border state like Texas or Arizona or New Mexico. Right, you would think. But I think Ohio...
0: I'd have to look again because it's been a little while. But Ohio is very big in sex trafficking. Um, New York, obviously, higher population know border state well not border state but you know it's got
1: a large population a it's large dense population, population so you know. and, and and
0: you know port ships come in and out of there as well um, and again you know this isn't something that's you know the reaches are just here in the United States you know these reaches go beyond the United States I mean a pedophile in the United States is also a pedophile and in England, you know.
1: Right. You just move the operation, and just like anything else, you got to follow the money, and there's a lot of money. Yes. In human trafficking. Uh, yes. And unfortunately, there's, there's a lot of victimization and a lot of sadness in it as well.
0: And there's there's a lot of money w- within this, and we're not just talking, you know. We're talking about, like, the George Soros, you know, who backs and funds you know, different organizations. He funded NAMBLA. Like, the man funded NAMBLA. If you don't know who
1: that is, am I saying that right? Is it NAMBLA? I'm not exactly sure if you're pronouncing it right. Is it an acronym? Yes. Um, uh, it was a
0: North. Yeah, North American... Man Boy Love Association Oh, crap I yes. did not you were, George, you
1: were going to send me that, down that rabbit hole
0: <laughs> George Soros Who has been known to fund Many Democratic parties as well I mean, this is guy You want to talk about the elite We're talking about The 1% of the 1% now He And we're going back into political ties And we're going back into political ties wow. But he He funded NAMBLA an organization whose slogan is sex before eight before it's too late. What kind of organization? It's a real organization. It's still running. And it's funded by a political figure, not a heavy political figure, but more of a financial donor donator, a backer, right. yeah. And we, we talk about these 1% of the 1%. He funds these things because he sees an angle. He sees, you know, financial gain one way or another from it. If there's money to be made, we'll make it. We don't care who it hurts. And we talk about, uh, you know, we can go back in history with the Rothschilds who, um, you know, funded wars or, you know, the
1: Rockefellers, right? Right. All all those, all them elite families that seem to when when coming across some of these conspiracy theories it seems they always have a financial gain in these crises. Right. There are ties. Yeah, I mean, again don't well, let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly. In times of, of chaos the most money can be made.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. They do it off the misery of uh, others, so you know like you were saying the board get even more bored that's when things get dark very dark dark to the point where it's almost unbelievable
1: yeah it's dark. they're testing their ability to push the envelope which is why we as a community need to start talking about this We need to start talking about these issues. Not to say, again, with some of this content, we have, you know, the last word saying it's all true. But remember, it doesn't matter if it's not all true. If only one event is true, then it's too much. Because behind every event are multiple victims.
0: Right. And to that point, we can talk about, you know, one thing we know for a fact and I'll say fact that is true is the Epstein
1: story. It's getting to the point where the Epstein story is can't
0: be denied. It's the undoing, it's the unraveling. Now you've got a piece of string, how far do you pull it?
1: Well, I I would hope that we can get to the bottom of it so we have no more victims, but that that's still you know that reality is still to come true. I mean, I don't know. And
0: so for people like you and I, what we don't have, we don't have these billions of dollars or trillions of dollars. We don't have this political pool. We're not big figure, uh, figure pieces in Hollywood, 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 or, uh, you know, bigger government or, you know, different, and again, you know, we're, we're talking about what we know in the United States here and possibly some in the UK. But there there are other figureheads in the UN, I'm sure, that have ties to this. But again, what can we do? Well, we're doing it. We're Start getting a conversation. information out.
1: Because part, part of this really is if we allow this activity to stay in the shadows, we need to bring it to the light. If we don't bring it to the light, then they're going to continue being able to operate. And not only that, what helps by talking about these issues is once you become enlightened to some of these issues, it does leave a bit of a psychological scar on you. And you have a choice. You can either accept the information as true or you can accept the information as untrue and just conspiracy theory. But if you take the leap and say, okay, some of this has to be true... You have to talk about it because if you don't talk about it, it's just like going to a psychiatrist. You've got to be able to right. work it out. you got to be able to uh, uh, take the information, absorb it, and say, okay, I'm not going to stand for anything like this in my social circle. So I'm not trying to do a PSA, but seriously, if you see violence, say something. If you hear violence, Go and make sure the person is okay if you if you have a neighbor and you see somebody or you hear somebody through the walls and
0: it's
1: it seems to be violent coming through the walls. imagine how bad it could be in that in that home um, right We have to start somewhere in, in trying to negate some of this evil in the world and that first step is taken by ourselves that's why it matters.
0: Right and to that point, you know, it's almost like, and we'll get into that into the next episode as well. It's almost like they're putting these things, either hiding them in plain sight, you know. They, oh, that's preposterous, you know. Look at this, this; is preposterous, you know. But we'll leave you a hint here and there, you know, through movies and whatnot, and we're going to talk about that. Um, but what 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 I was saying again is we have the most powerful weapon we all do as people not just americans as people around the world we have knowledge the most powerful weapon if you look into these things that we're talking about and you check them out for yourself and you say hey yeah you know what there's got to be more to this right well that's your decision if
1: there's, if there's just a little bit of information coming out, why is it coming out? Right. You know, to, to wrap up a couple of the other uh, podcasts, if we allow ourselves to be submissive because we allow the media to dictate our narrative and we allow them to say, listen, this isn't happening. You know, well, there, well there's a, a one-leak story, but it's an isolated event. It, all all these subject matters, the reason why we try to play them the way we do, it it's a level, you know here's, you know, media, here's here's you know, more information about these these six rings. You know, it it all accumulates, it piles on top of each other and and it all weaves itself together like a basket. Right. And to your point
0: there, like and I'm so happy you brought that up. Um, with uh, one of our previous epi- episodes in the media, um, I, we released a clip of an anchorwoman from ABC who had three years prior to the rest of Epstein of the information. Amy Robach. Amy Robach. She had this information. We, we put the clip up, clip on the episode, so if you haven't heard it, go back listen to it. You're going to want to hear it. She was shut down. ABC now ABC is a news company owned by Disney Disney Corporation.
1: So why would they be interested in keeping that information from coming out, unless they wanted to direct a narrative? Exactly. <laughs> it's sickening. It's 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 a common thread through all through this information. That we we hope. You guys actually hear what we're saying without us coming out and... Out and out saying saying. what we think is happening. We don't want to
0: do that. Unlike, and like we said, if you're listening to this podcast, and this is not a promo plug or anything, because... Well, you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe You know what? I don't care. Maybe it is. Because we... I recently have released some information on our Facebook group page, which was deemed non-factual. We went over that. We said, well, it's not fact. We we just wanted to release, release information to people so they could figure it out for themselves. Right. It was deemed unfactual by a third party. Well, what third party? Who do you have checking this stuff? You know, and we know right now, Trump is having an issue with Twitter. With Twitter saying... You know his tweets are non-factual. Going through a fact-check of different other news sources, um, some that really don't hold up, and some that you know it's it's speculation. And to that point, when you start looking at the meeting, you start looking at you know the information that is released to you. You have to speculate. You have to speculate. But it all just fall follows a narrative, because. That's what happened here. We can't get this podcast promoted through Facebook anymore. They will not allow us because of certain information that was released. And one of those pieces of information that I released was a snapshot of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. It was a snapshot of Mark Zuckerberg. And if you go to our group page, you know, he released or, or they, they quote unquote, Facebook people, they pulled certain YouTube videos that I had on there. Which, okay, you know, I've done my best to, you know, try to keep the people informed who visit the group page. But I also posted a picture of Mark Zuckerberg on Epstein's uh, island. And he comments about, you know, adrenochrome. Uh, in which we're so gonna you're going to go there. You're going to lead into it. We're going to lead it. Well, we're going to leave off this episode and lead so that we can lead into the next episode. Um, you know, we'll get into PizzaGate in the next episode. Uh, the that's called from, a segue in the business, ladies segway. and gentlemen. Yes. Um, so, and again, we can't get this information out if we're being thwarted. We can't. There. You can go and you can find it yourself. You're not going to get any help from Facebook. You're not going to get any help from Twitter. You're not going to get any help through any major news outlets.
1: Why? Because they're controlled. It's that simple. Right. And that's what we mean by, we, we hope by word of mouth, you guys can help us out. If you like the podcast, reference it to somebody else. Send a link and get this information out. Get people talking you know ask questions ask us questions again you know we don't we don't claim to be the authority figures in, in any of these subject matters what we claim is this information is unsettling and when we came across it we had to start asking friends i asked mario man did you what's going on with this you know yes. how do how do we not only digest this information but if if any of it has even um, little bit of validity to it. How do we get this information out? Because I haven't heard it up until this point. So how many other people haven't heard about it? Let's get the let's get the conversation going.
0: Right. And that's what we're gonna do going forward in this podcast. Uh we're we're gonna get into some if you can imagine even darker stuff. And again it's information. And we're not saying there's fact to it. We're not saying know maybe later on down the road we find out there is some truth to some of this stuff but again the information we're about to release to you the listeners it's just that it's information look into it you know make up your own opinion on it but as we've stated or I've stated to Jeffro here to me there's too much
1: there to be nothing there well in this podcast alone we've brought up about four or five names and three or different three or four different events that have magically woven themselves together Right, coming from different variations and when that happens it doesn't happen because each one of them are isolated events
0: right right absolutely and Again, we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast, um, but just another warning: it's gonna get
1: darker. It, it's gonna get much, much darker. Um, but it's information to... that is so pertinent to our to our sanity of consciousness. If 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 you want to be a conscious person, if you want to be a loving person. You need to be made aware of some of this information. and Even if you listen to it and say, hey, this is bullshit. (laughs) You you heard it. Right. And and again, just hearing some of this information might motivate you to say, either these guys are full of shit, I want to go and I want to prove them wrong. Well, if you get enough information, please post it and and we would love to see it. Or you're going to be motivated to say... (laughs) Listen, I, I believe these guys, and you're gonna go out there and you're gonna try to find information, and again, share it. Share it, absolutely share it. Um,
0: but again, you know, we're we're gonna go into that stuff into uh, the next episode, and you start to wonder, well, why is it just a perversion? Whoa. Is it something like, uh, is it something that you wonder, you know? What drives a person to do these horrible things? And one of the things that I find um, that brings a little bit of closure to that, and I say a little bit because, again, it's, it's to be taken with you know, speculation, but at least when you hear about a sex ring or a pedophile ring, you know, being busted or on TV or like Nexium or whatever, you know, which was like a cult. And we could talk about Nexium and we will. Yeah. Um, when you hear about these things, you know, we just hear, oh, these were bad people. They did these horrible things because they got off on these, you know, horrible things. What if there's a deeper meaning to it? What if there's a deeper, darker reason? for these things, and we're going to get into that into the next episode. Um, but for now, I mean, try, try to take this information, do your research, look into this stuff, get, again, get word of mouth, pass this around, even if you don't believe it, just say, you know, hey, you know, these guys, these jokers are talking about this stuff. You know, I looked into it a little bit. I don't believe it. But, you know, again, it doesn't hurt for people to make up their own opinion their own opinions and that's what people are supposed to do that's what we are supposed to do take a look at it do you find that there's so much evidence within this uh, that it actually holds validity
1: so that's the question right well a regenerating or a reoccurring theme I should say excuse me a reoccurring theme I like to leave everybody with and it, it may be a a common ending for me, but the one thing that everybody should ask and keep asking, and that's all I ask from anybody who listens to this is why why if if, if you learn nothing else, keep asking
0: why absolutely it's you're right to ask why it's supposed to be human nature to ask why when we feel something is not right
1: one must think the first question most children ask is what why Why? sure from the mouth of babes From the mouth of babes um and
0: on that note we are going to end the podcast here I hope everybody, uh, they stay tuned. They listen to the continuing episode because, like I said, there is much more information. Um, But until then...